the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the Monday, April 27th edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, the uh, pandemic uh, stay-at-home edition. Kath, good to see you. Um, exciting weekend. You were out and about, saw a lot of different places. Yeah. Kind of well, you're, when- you were watching me on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. out there, yeah. Not yeah, wearing I went a mask, out running around. Mm-hmm. I went at it. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Did? I didn't. I didn't exit the home. Mm. Oh wait, no, I did. Home. No, no, that's not true. I took two long walks. Oh good. I okay. felt good about that. But Very as nice. far as like, there was nothing, nothing purchased. Yeah. I wasn't entering into the economy in any meaningful way. <laughs> right. I get it. Yeah. We worked on the uh, lawn tractor. That was the. Oh well, that sounds week. thrilling. Yeah. Well, I'd like. To, I'll tell you. I'd like to hear more about that. No, stick around. It's it's uh, one of the features here at five fifty today. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, um, but I'm excited because it is uh, you know from the vegetarian household. Mm-hmm. I'm excited you all get to celebrate National Prime Rib Day. Today is National Prime Rib Day. That's fabulous, isn't it? Are you a fan of prime rib? Um, I'm not a huge fan of prime rib. No, it's a little no. too uh, too fatty. It's a little fatty. Uh-huh. Um, if I'm going to have a steak, I'd pr- I'd have a fillet. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I, I don't. I, you know, I probably have a steak once every five years. What a steak once yeah. every five years? Really? Yeah. When's the last time you think you had prime rib? Was it like at a buffet? Or oh, you know, you know, really? I can't even think of the last time. No kidding. Well, I like a prime rib, Mike. You're okay, a prime sure. rib fan, are you not? Massive prime rib fan. Yeah, massive. Oh, are really massive? It. That's wonderful. Yeah, I love it. Okay, first we time I had sell- prime rib. Go ahead. Sorry. So, so the first time I had prime oh, rib, I was at the uh, the Horn of Plenty restaurant. Remember the Horn of Plenty? <laughs> Listen, the Horn of Plenty had it all. Oh, man. That was like a buffet for the hungry. Yeah. Okay. So my Uncle Ed, uh, he- Uncle Ed, have we talked about Uncle Ed before in the ride home? Uncle Ed, Uncle Ed Walsh occasionally Uh would invite the entire family to his favorite hangout, which was the Horn of Plenty. (laughs) And as a kid- High class establishment, John. Oh, are you kidding me? A A kid, I never had prime rib. Never. First time I right. went to Horn of Plenty, they were like, you know, there's the guy with the ultraviolet red light oh, with the little... chef's hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's this massive piece of meat. I'm like, I thought it was heaven. What are you kidding me? This oh giant God. piece of meat. Mm-hmm. And then you can go back again and again and again, right? Right. And get your macaroni and cheese and oh, your tater tots and everything else. They whatever had there. you wanted was some, at the Horn of Plenty. Some green beans that had been under a warming lamp two, three hours. No, no. You know what they had at the Horn of Plenty, which I thought was also a miracle? Tell me. Stuffed mushroom caps oh with like oh, crab meat or something whatever they could have been stuffed with asbestos <laughs> I was, I, I, it didn't matter i was happy to have that a could have been why the horn of plenty went out of business i don't I'm think just so guessing it could have been the asbestos where was the horn of plenty calf do you know no because that was before not only i, I couldn't I drive i wasn't even like aware of right what city I lived in. You're like in the back of your parents' car. All of a sudden, there's Horn exactly. of Plenty. Right. Yeah. No, to me, that was like the height of fine dining, Horn of Plenty. Sure. 
Because it was like, you know, it wasn't just like a buffet. It wasn't like, you know, uh, Is it Ponderosa. Like, do you remember? Oh, so it was better than Ponderosa. Oh, it's like 500 steps up from Ponderosa. <laughs> it's an insult even to have them in the so, same conversation. How dare us? Very upset that I likened the two. Yeah, no, no. Okay, uh, what yeah. about like, um? okay, well, then I can't bring up Old Country Buffet, can I? Oh, why not? Is it a buffet? Right? Yeah, is <laughs> it better or worse? I guess is my question. Yeah. Or um, Golden Corral, right? Gold? Or um, uh, how about how about uh, China Buffet? Mike is oh, a fan. Oh, yeah. Mike. Mike's a fan of the China Buffet. Yeah. Right? I'll take that mm-hmm. any day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine that the buffet line thing is not going to come back strong. What do you think? I actually think it might be gone forever. Gone forever. I think mm. that we may, in our little lifetimes, have seen the demise of the buffet. You yeah. know, kind of like mm-hmm. you look back and you see, wow, people don't have fondue pots in their homes anymore. Right. Yeah. I know some people do, but most people don't. Fondue pots, right. It just, it makes me think, I, I think maybe the buffet has buffet. seen time. If you were the Jerry buffet Boyer. and shaking hands. And shaking hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's okay. I can just do this. Yeah. If you're Is that Jerry what we're going to do when we see each other? Yeah. <laughs> dig it. Nice. Dig you. No, dig you. <laughs> If you were Jerry Boyer God and you were us. betting on futures, you know, Jerry likes to bet on futures, right? I don't know if he likes to bet on them. I mean, he talks about it. I don't oh, think well, he's betting know, on I'm, them. I'm just saying. Like he's, well, all of a sudden, like we're outing him as a gambling addict? I don't think that's Boyer, what it's about. He's spinning like the roulette wheel betting <laughs> futures, blowing on dice. Meanwhile, Jerry's like not only a friend, but a distinguished economist in John's John's introduced him to, bet, to betting on futures. Which only gets worse because I have him betting on the buffet futures right <laughs> at the golden corral he's not going there he is I'm not gonna him, bet i'm texting him saying, no, do you not can't imagine me. what's happening on our show right now okay oh, so the God. buffet line is going to be gone uh so what's going to take its place like the lunchables like everyone's gonna have like sort of like in a box like a little lunchable thing you know what lunchables are don't you there, well, yeah but there are alternatives but between buffet and lunchable i'm just saying i mean, I running mean they're the like actually restaurants where people will prepare food on a plate and bring it to you that you've chosen from a menu that's like on paper. Wait, no, wait. So back in the kitchen, I, when I've worked in many restaurants, right. back in the kitchen, there's a lot of chaos back there. There's nothing, you know, there's no social distancing going on if someone yeah. prepares your chicken for you, right? I wonder how that's going to work. I don't know. I don't know, Kath. Do you really I mean, it, I've, what do you think, Mike? Do you really think it's going to go away, John and Kath? The I think buffet. the buffet is going to go away. I, buffet. I don't know. I, I think, pizza? I think once things open back up people are going to storm this i know and i understand that you know it's kind of gross touching you know the hand like the same spatulas that everybody else is yeah that's what i mean but i think people are going to miss it Mm, i'm not i think people are going to miss restaurants but i can't imagine that they're going to miss them so much that they're going to turn into like buffet goers again no 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 i mean you've seen things on social media where people are like you know picking up like mike said like the spatula and then eating from the spatula and okay no one's doing that i've seen that i've seen it cap when did you see that online what kind of a sick person would do that? Online. How would you see that? It was two in the morning and he was on some sub tweet and he saw it. Come on. You know, if anybody, if we like went like behind like Dateline hidden camera at the buffet, you would see that more often than not. It's you like, you're not going to see it more often, more often than now. not. People are not licking the spoon of the mac and cheese. Here's my ask. If anyone has ever worked at a buffet, please call us 800-320-8255. <laughs> 
is someone out there who's worked the buffet line. You know there's got to be anybody who's worked in a restaurant sees all kind of weird stuff. And a buffet is kind of like a trough. It's a free-for-all. Okay, the fact that you have likened the word buffet and trough guarantees I will never, ever, no matter (laughs) what happens at the end of this crazy pandemic, go back. (laughs) I'm going to start a new new restaurant line. Buffet trough. Hi, I'm John Hall. Welcome to the buffet trough. Line up here. Lick the spoon, put it Good. back. We go to the horror plane, too. That's how the pandemic got started. I'm telling you that. Forget the bat in Wuhan. It's the it's the, the mac and cheese the spoon. So yeah, the, this segment brought to you by Horner Plenty. So Sorry, there's a Horner Plenty that, that's actually in Bedford, still open. It's in Bedford. Really? And they're doing John. takeout. See, Horner Plenty is a very nice place. It's rated four out of five or four. Mike, I'm telling you, it was a high end. It's high end. There's yeah. over 455 Google reviews, and we people loved are like it. loving it. Wait, I seem to remember. I remember this place all of a sudden. <clears throat> it, it. I was thinking it was around here, but it no, wasn't. No, it, was, it was. Oh yeah, that was a nice place. It's a very nice place. It's been around. Look, I was a kid, so it's been around for decades. Right, right. I do. I remember driving there with my parents not mm-hmm. too long ago. Apparently, Don't they have the wood fired pizza. Wood-fired pizza. I'd yeah. like to have a wood-fired mm. pizza. Yeah. Really yeah. would. All right, coming up on today's show, people, we're awesome. going to pick you up from whatever doldrum you are in. Because After that last have, conversation, you yeah. might have to. <laughs> we have a terrific show. In our 5 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about quarantine 2020. What have you left behind without even a thought? Like, what are the, like, is it pants? I mean, is it like healthy eating? What have you just completely left behind without a thought? We'll talk about that at 535. Uh, Coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, Father Jason Sharon, the new dad, will be with us in a little bit. But before that, we have to go to the White House because it's our weekly time with Greg Clugston. He'll tell us what's new inside the Beltway in a way that is reasonable. And that's why we love him. That's next Sunday edition of The Ride Home. WORD. Hey, Pittsburgh, it's Colton Dixon. This is Austin French. Hey, Pittsburgh, it's Laura Story. What's up? This is Torrin Wells. This is Matthew West. Man, times are tough right now. See, the enemy's greatest weapon is fear, but the Holy Spirit gives us everything opposite of that. Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. God is with you. God is for you. Let's look out for each other. Let's stay safe. God is still in control. We will get through this. 101.5 WORD. God bless you. You're about to hear a commercial for a very unique mortgage team that has a very specific advantage that could save your family monthly and lifelong money. Two things you should know. One, we were started by a dad and his son and his wife and his sister-in-law. And we've grown to be a faith-focused mortgage team that's helping families across the U.S. We're faith and family at our core, and we don't hide it. Two, we've still stayed fairly small, on purpose. We're only about a couple dozen people, a makeup that we believe lets us truly know every person that calls. But we also have a big advantage. Our company is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, a reality that often allows us to get you a better rate which could save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Miller Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Are you tired of some of the movies that Hollywood puts out? 
Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with family and watch something that affirms your values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, a film that reveals how freedom of speech is being threatened and how some are even attacked for their Christian beliefs right here in America. Freedom of speech is important for the spread of the gospel. Truth flourishes where it's allowed to be heard. But your speech and beliefs are under attack now more than ever. People have been accused of hate speech for simply speaking about the gospel. And some politicians have threatened to permanently shut down churches because of the pandemic. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Go to nosafespaces.com today. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company helps you customize your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Unlike things you paid for you didn't need, like the Vacnado 2000. A Wi-Fi connected vacuum that uploads Dust Bunny data to the cloud for real-time optimization. <laughs> Whatever that means. But really, it's just a very expensive doggy chew toy. With Liberty Mutual, get customized home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Every Monday we check in to Greg Clugston, who joins us from Salem Radio Network News from the White House, where Greg earns his ply. Uh, Greg, how are things uh, today with you? Hey, I'm good, John and Kathy. It's uh, a new week, and we'll see if it uh, turns out to be a great week. We hope it does. Yeah. Terrific. All right, Greg, let's talk about the news of the weekend. It was so a big the, weekend. Uh, yeah, it was a, a big weekend. So the president uh, tweeting uh, several times about the lamestream media and about uh, the do-nothing Democrats. Uh, from your perspective, what, are, what news issues is the president following, I guess, other than the coronavirus, which is what we're all talking about? Sure. I, I think this has um, been kind of brewing for a little bit of time, uh, going back into last week in particular, um, the, the pushback against the, the president's comments at the Thursday evening briefing when it involved disinfectants, there was a lot of pushback uh, from the media, from corporations, even from mm-hmm. the federal government, CDC, FDA, other health officials, um, you know, that were basically saying any idea, you know, any suggestion of ingesting or injecting any sort of infectant uh, is simply not a smart idea. It's something very dangerous. But even before that incident, the president um, and his staff were talking about the possibility of of scaling back or changing the daily briefings to some extent, Um, although we weren't really given any idea exactly how that may look, and we're still waiting to see how that may happen. In fact, it was a little bit of ping-pong back and forth today, or maybe more pinball is more appropriate. Today, the official White House briefing uh, schedule uh, was released, the, the full schedule, and there was a briefing at 5 p.m. as normal on today's schedule. And then mid to late morning, we got word from the White House press office it was canceled. Okay. And then a, couple hour, then a couple hours later, it was back on again, and now it's going to be in the Rose Garden at either 5 or 5.30 to here this evening. <laughs> so it's been bouncing around a little bit, and I think they're just trying to figure out how best to use the president and to address the issue of COVID-19. I see. Mm. So, Greg, when they say that a press conference will be held in the Rose Garden, then it's assumed that the president will be there in person, yes? Yes. 
It is. And uh, so we're, we're expecting the president. Now, whether it's any, any different, the White House and the president and the press office, they've all been interchangeably using press briefing and news conference. And so it may be very similar to what we have seen over these past few weeks. Um, although the press office, the press secretary did uh, tell reporters earlier today that the president was going to be um, updating some guidelines because we are here, you know, we're approaching the end of April this, this week and at the end of this additional 30 days of slow the spread guidelines. So we may be hearing from the president about some new federal policies in terms of what, what people should do going forward once May 1st comes uh, on Friday. Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, can we go back and talk about the uh, Thursday press conference for a minute? John and I didn't cover it on Friday, just simply because there was so much invective going around the the, uh, internet about it. So now that perhaps cooler heads have prevailed, were you in the room when the president was speaking? I was. I was on pool duty last Thursday, and so I was the designated radio network pool reporter, and so I was there in the room for the for the briefing. Yes. Okay. So um, now the clips that I've seen were the president were, were just limited to the president talking about light and disinfectant, and it seemed confusing. And so I'm wondering, is that because it was clipped as it was, or when you were in person in the room and heard it in context, were you also kind of lost as to what he was talking about? Well, yes. I mean, when he first was suggesting um, possible treatment or possible usage of light or ultraviolet rays or uh, using in in you know some sort of disinfectant mm-hmm. to clean the lungs. He was talking about because a lot of people have you know it's a respiratory illness or at least that's that's one of the uh, the results of of getting COVID nineteen. He was talking about cleaning the lungs. Uh, he used that phrase or something very similar to that, and he um, all all of this all of these comments you guys came after a presentation from a Department of Homeland Security official who deals with science and technology and he had given a short presentation of some emerging some new research the government has been doing about how increased levels of heat and humidity and solar will kill the virus faster so he walked through some examples of how you know in certain circumstances uh, the virus uh, life is dramatically reduced under high humidity and and sunlight, for example. And so this got the president to talking out loud about how this might be applied going forward. The official also talked about got how it. there was right. research. Well, so- okay, okay. So, so I mean, I I would like to say lesson learned simply because of how badly it was received by people who didn't hear it in context. Um, has the president commented or anyone from the White House? Yeah, well, the president, well, I mean, there's been a lot of comments. The president spent most of the weekend and even this morning tweeting that he was very unhappy, you know, obviously with the, with the news coverage. He's back to calling the fake news enemy of the people. Right. Um, he was saying the briefings, he felt, were a waste of time because he said uh, the questions from reporters were mostly hostile, in his view. And so we do know that the president often will turn a question around on a reporter especially if it's from a news network or a news agency. Um, and in last week's briefings, for example, the Washington Post and CNN were, were big targets, as they often are with the president. And so, yeah, he's um, and the press secretary was saying that the, that the press was focused on the wrong information. 
but when you had the CDC and the FDA and um, uh, corporate, you know, companies, you know, like Lysol coming out and saying, please do not do this sort of activity <laughs> with these products, um, you know, they were just very concerned. Uh, I live in the state of Maryland. The Maryland governor's office reported that the, uh, uh, you know, the hotline for emergencies and at the state level had received over 100 phone calls with people asking questions about whether it was okay to use bleach or some other isopropyl alcohol-based, um, you know, product to treat COVID-19 or to prevent getting COVID-19. So right. it did raise a lot of concern wow. and some, some confusion as well. Right. Okay, so hopefully, uh, as Cass said, lesson learned. That was then. Perhaps the president uh, will not opine on medical issues uh, in the future. Greg, um, uh, we do know that earlier today, uh, President Trump uh, had a conference call with state's governors. Uh, are, have you uh, learned anything that what was said in the call? We haven't really learned much of a readout on that. In fact, the president is meeting right now um, in the cabinet room with um, executives, industry executives from uh, drugstore chains like CVS and Walgreens and some other industry executives about the COVID-19 response. And so uh, there are only a handful of pool reporters in the room right now, and he did reference that call saying that he got no complaints from governors about testing Okay. Um, during the call this afternoon. That, of course, has been a primary issue that you, you and I talked about last week in terms of um, giving the American public confidence about going back into open stores and restaurants. Right. Um, if testing is not at a high level, it's, it's going to make people very uneasy about still going out, even if restrictions are loosened. Right. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Uh, Greg, let's talk about Kim Jong-un. What do we know about his condition and sickness? Yeah, there are various reports and rumors going on about his health, his current condition. There were some initial reports that he had undergone some sort of medical procedure, and that was followed up with additional reporting Um, from various news outlets, including CNN, that had said that he perhaps, the leader, was in grave condition following that procedure. Now, the president was asked about that last week, and he suggested that the reporting about Kim Jong-un being in um, poor shape or grave condition, he didn't think was accurate. He thought that there was some misreporting on that. And so um, he has been out of, unless there's been an update in the last couple of hours, I think it's been um, at least two, if not longer, two weeks that um, the, you know, the leader of North Korea had not been seen in public. And so that also was fueling speculation about his health condition. It's fascinating, isn't it? When you think about uh, the president of the United States and his easy availability on Twitter, and of course, uh, Kim Jong-un, who lives in a shadow state, um, they could not be more different in their styles of communication. That's true. And, you know, the president continues any time um, Kim Jong-un is, is mentioned, he likes to talk about how there is a good relationship between the U.S. and North Korea and that he and his administration have really prevented um, a hostile conflict between our two countries, which he claims would have likely happened had he not been elected. So he likes to always tie it back into that because, uh, to be honest, it was a very uh, different approach that this president has taken to North Korea when you look at the past few U.S. administrations. 
situations. That's for sure. That's That's for sure. sure. Um, Greg, talk to us about um, the relationship with China, the relationship with how China's handled the virus. And is are there official investigations which are now being launched into this rumor that's circulating that it was created in a Chinese lab? Yeah, the president has been really careful about what he has said about this when he's been asked about it on a couple of occasions over the last week or week and a half. Uh, he he does say that there you know the U.S. is looking into it in terms of the origin and the possible lab creation of this virus, um, and there have been some st- reports or I'm sorry there have been some comments also from the State Department and the Secretary of State on this measure, but no nothing definitive and nothing that has been officially released as an official statement from from the Trump administration, mm-hmm. but there is concern that. Obviously, um, if, if this was created and, and it just kind of spiraled out of control, there, and there still are questions about how the Chinese government handled the initial information and whether they disseminated the information in a, you know, in a, in a quick, quick enough way to prevent the further spread of this. You know, the president, a few times when he's been asked about the relationship with China, he often defaults to the trade relationship with China because uh, reporters have often wanted to know what he thinks about the transparency of Beijing when it comes to COVID-19. But the president, he likes to talk about the transparency when it involves trade. Uh, And so because he did have a tweet or make a comment, I think in January, that he thought that China was was being very transparent and forthcoming about this virus. But that obviously has changed because he's been much more critical the last few weeks about China and its handling of the issue. Uh, Greg, before we uh, we exit, uh, just on a personal note, talk to us about uh, Washington, D.C., in the White House, uh, your commute from Maryland. How are things? Are people still social distancing? Do you feel secure? Absolutely. In terms of social distancing, we, we continue to see that as um, a lot of the people across the country continue to practice those those safety guidelines. Uh, and going into the you know going into the White House complex, uh, reporters and staff members still have to have their temperature checked. And then a, a second time if they're uh, in person for the briefing. And so all of those safety measures are in place. We do understand that the vice president and the president are receiving um, uh, COVID-19 checks, um, I think maybe those tests are maybe once a week now or so. So they're just making okay. sure the president and vice president are, are safe and people who work in close proximity of them as well. And so just in terms of, you know, family and community life, uh, you know, people are still wearing masks and, and being careful. Uh, and I would say even maybe to an extent more courteous in the supermarket and places like that because we all feel when we're out wearing our masks in public, we all understand we're all dealing with the same situation together. And um, I I think there's even on occasion some more courtesy that we're seeing publicly. Hopefully that will continue. Greg, before you leave us, I'd like your comment on my contention that the buffet line will never return to America. Uh, would uh, Would you like to give us your opinion on that, Greg? Oh, boy, that's a sad thought, Kathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. yeah. Well, we pivot quickly here on the ride home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, think you're, I think you're right. It probably will never be the same again. Um, whether they're completely, you know, done away with, that's hard to guess. Um, we, you know, mm-hmm. we, we sometimes have short memories on things. But on something like this, I think it's going to take a long time before either restaurants provide open buffets or customers feel comfortable going through them. And that leads me to a thought, what about the beloved 
church potluck. It kind of falls into the same category. Mm. Yeah. I mean, would you trust someone else's jello? That's the deep question of it. At your church, yeah. would you trust someone's jello? That is a good question, Kath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, the great. Jello Listen, and always the, a pleasure. Uh, Thanks so much for bringing this up to date. You bet. Have a great week. You as well. Greg Clugston, SRN He doesn't News, want to White go to House the buffet. You can tell. You can hear it in his voice, John. What's that? He's not going to the buffet. He's not going back. Well, you know, if it was somebody's at church, what if there's someone you know you know and you love, right? I don't. You yeah, but what if someone else was using their spoon? You work hard to teach your children biblical values that will set them up for a great life, serving God and honoring Him in all that they do. But what happens when you drop them off at college and progressive professors seek to undo in one semester all of the Christian values you spent 18 years teaching them? What can you do to make sure your children don't become casualties of a culture gone crazy and make sure that they hold the values you taught them? For a limited time, you can watch No Safe Spaces, a film that raises awareness of how the many things we cherish today are at risk and what you can do to fight back. Go to nosafespaces.com and use the code SAVE25 to save 25%. That's nosafespaces.com, promo code SAVE25. Don't let the culture steal your children from you. Watch No Safe Spaces and learn how to fight back to protect your family. We're all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. Hey, listen, there's some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. For a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnarounds in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. Coming down the home stretch is Liberty Mutual, followed by customizes your car insurance. But wait, from the back comes so you only pay for what you need. So it's Liberty Mutual, customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. And I'm pretty sure this is just an elaborate insurance ad. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a little rain, low 44. Tomorrow, cloudy with a passing shower or two, high 60. Cloudy tomorrow night with occasional rain, low 53. Wednesday, a shower in the morning, followed by a shower in the afternoon, high 69. 
Cloudy Thursday with the showers, high 62. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Over the past decade or so, there's been a new trend that has swept urban America, which is the introduction of reintroduction of chickens into the backyard. Mm-hmm. Now, Kathy, you and I have good friends who live in the East Liberty section of the city of Pittsburgh. They made it a, almost a family franchise oh, yeah. where they raised chickens, had eggs that they were even, there were so many eggs, they were selling them at one point and or giving them away. Yes. Now I read about uh, this is this is shocking to me. This was a this is from the Post Gazette. There is a franchise across the country that exists in thirty states called Rent the Chicken Franchise, and they will come to your house and uh, for a fee of I believe um, somewhere between four hundred and fifty to six hundred dollars per season. Now there's a season for this. They will rent you several chickens, and then also give you a portable hen house that you can move around your yard to make sure that the chicken residue residue, will be distributed evenly across your yard to enrich the soil on which the chicken coop itself rests. What do you think about this? Wait, so for $450, you get how many chickens? Uh, generally two chickens. You get two chickens. Mm-hmm. You get a coop yep. that's movable. Yes. And they come in like now, April, they leave in October and you get. And they take the chickens. They take the chickens. Now you can buy the chickens if you so inclined, but you know, it's just, it's a seasonal thing, which I really love the idea of. Mm-hmm. Right. And you get to keep the eggs, of course. And most, most chickens are saying, uh, most chickens a, are saying. Well, they're saying that what most are, chickens. Wait, the, let's, let's break that down a little bit. I want to hear exactly what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Most chickens give you about a dozen eggs per week. A real a dozen yeah. eggs a week. Mm-hmm. Man, I would love to do this. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Rent the chicken franchise. Now, there's a couple. The article is a uh, headline is pet tales. Rented chickens are pets and producers of eggs. And it tells the story of Sylvia Dallas and her husband, John, and they live in Sewickley Heights. Okay. And they've been doing this multiple years, so much so that they get the same chickens every year, and the chickens know them. And I didn't know this. The chickens have aged out as far as egg production is concerned. Okay. So a new chicken is introduced with the couple already. So the couple's aged out. They've got a new younger chicken, and they keep on doing this. And the chickens know the old owners, the Olivers, and I didn't know this. Chickens love to be petted like dogs. I think I would like chicken. I I would like several chickens because I don't want them to be lonely. Right. And here's the cool thing. The chickens are left to free range, and apparently – they stay within the parameters somehow. I don't know if this is true or not. People are out there probably shaking their heads. But the way that it, they're the like way these, that, they're like these two people talking about this are clueless. Well, we are which clueless. Is fine. We haven't raised chickens. <laughs> right. But we Linda raised Wilson chickens. Foucault says these free range chickens will go out into wherever and then they come back to the coop. Wait, now, what's the, what they're going? Where they're going to go out in the street and see my neighbors? Where are I don't they know going? About that. Now, my backyard, they'd be fine. They can go up into the woods. Your backyard, perhaps not so, because you're a little more closer to people. Right. 
So would you have to fence them in, fence the coop in, I wonder? Well, I can't imagine you wouldn't have to. Well, not maybe they just kind of hang out because they, you know, their food's nearby, their water's nearby, their house is nearby. I mean, if they're like dogs, right? They've got to have well, some intelligence. They have predators, though, don't they? Yeah, I'm sure they have predators. Like right? foxes, right? A fox could take down a chicken. A what, dog could take in down your a chicken. Well, we've foxes? had fo- we. Not, I wouldn't say in my backyard. I haven't seen very many foxes, but we've historically had them. In the article, they were worried about uh, hawks, but they said that most chickens are too large for a hawk to worry about. <clears throat> Are you seriously going to look into this? Well, here, here's the problem. Uh, Rent the Chicken, the franchise, they said they're, they're at capacity. They said business has gone through the roof for this year. Now, can you even own chickens in Allegheny County? You can own chickens. Yes. I, I believe in my neighborhood, it's a, it's, a, it's a done deal. Yeah, I think it has to do with what borough or township right, you're exactly. in. I don't think yeah. it's a county thing. Okay. Right. I mean, I, wouldn't that be great? For years, I wanted to own a goat. That's a whole other story. But the chicken or two to pet them and hang out with them? I kind of like that. I would pay money to see you with a goat. Well, I would I love that because goat. you love goat's milk so much, right? Well, and goat's milk cheese. And do you like goat's milk fudge? You probably do. You like all that. I've never had goat milk fudge. Oh, really? No. But oh, I would like to okay. have a goat out here just to sort of cut my grass. Sure. You know what I'm saying? What? All of a sudden, there's going to be 12 months from now, Mike, there's going to be no buffet. And John is going to have a couple goats and like 11 chickens. <laughs> and we're going to say, what the heck happened? Who are we anymore? See, this pandemic thing, you know things are going to change, right? And I'm never going to leave the house and right. I'm going to be wearing the same shoes I'm no. wearing now. Right. Hey, speaking of that, at the beginning of the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to ask all of you listening and watching our live stream on Facebook to immediately, if not sooner, send us photographs of what house shoes you've been wearing during quarantine Mm. very nice okay we'll take a break come back jason sharon he'll join us in a few minutes jason's a regular guest on our show him and his wife just had a brand new baby boy they are the proud parents of eight children and they're all together during the pandemic stay tuned for that story 101.5 WORD. The coronavirus pandemic has forced us to find new ways to live, but how does it affect our faith? Get a free download of John Piper's Coronavirus in Christ from Family Life Today. This is a time when the fragile form of this world is felt. The seeming solid foundations are shaking. In this free book, you'll get answers to your questions and concerns. Get John Piper's Coronavirus in Christ ebook free. Download it now at wordfm.com slash download. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-319-3687. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-319-3687. 
Hey folks, this is Kathy Emmons. Like you, I'm confined to my home, spending time with my family. And one thing we're enjoying right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. With all the choices, what can you watch? I have the answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary which presents convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories like Exodus as written in the Bible really happen? The results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus at home. Go to Patterns of evidence.com that's patterns of evidence.com immediately following the movie a panel moderated by gretchen carlson and featuring dennis prager eric metaxas and ann graham lots will provide further insight and commentary on the film watch patterns of evidence the exodus and others in this series go to patterns of evidence.com that's patterns of evidence.com i get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional Dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Jason Sharon is with us from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie. He is a brand new father here to talk to us about what it is to have a large family in times of pandemic. Jason, welcome, sir. How are you? Christ has risen. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, John and Kathy. Our pleasure. Well, Christ terrific, has risen indeed. Terrific to hear from you, Jace. Uh, for those of you who listen to the program, you know that Jason's with us every month and often talks about his large brood. He has six daughters, but you might not know that about two months ago, Jason had his very first son. And so we ask you first, how is the baby boy doing, Jace? Well, he's doing very well. Unfortunately, my wife and I aren't. He, uh, he, he likes to eat and eat and eat. And uh, mm. it doesn't matter if it's uh, 3 a.m. or 3 p.m. Uh, he's eating and keeping us up. So I, uh, but we're, we're not complaining. We're very happy that, that he's, uh, he's got the appetite of a teenage boy. Very <laughs> nice. That's good. Okay. Wait, no, I'm confused. Is it six girls or seven girls, Jace? It's uh, six girls. and uh, Yeah, six girls and a boy. Seven kids in your family right now. So there's nine of you sheltering in place. How is that working for you as a family? Well, it's actually 10 of us because my mother-in-law is here. So uh, there's, yeah, it's pretty good actually because we have, uh, um, you know, we have a lot of things going on here and uh, I'm, I'm uh, you know, going out and going to the hospital and whatnot and visiting uh, uh, patients and whatnot at the hospital where I'm, uh, where I help out at. And, uh, you know, the kids have their, their schoolwork and whatnot. And uh, so everyone has their assigned, their assigned duty and uh, it just kind of helps the time go by. And I think that's really important is having, having a routine and sticking to it during something like this. Fabulous. Okay, so talk to us, Jace. So you're a priest in the Orthodox tradition. Of course, you know, if anybody's been with us over these many years, Orthodox priests can marry. It's different than, you know, a Roman Catholic priest. But but talk about what it is, because you're performing priestly duties. So you're yeah. going into the hospitals. What is that like? Are, yeah, you're well, visiting parishioners, you're seeing people, praying for people. What about the yeah. safety measure of how that works and, and how you feel God's moving through you and in you? Yeah, well, we're, we're, I'm actually uh, Catholic. I'm uh, Eastern Rite Catholic. So it's kind of like, uh, 
you know, being here in the U.S., uh, people think if you go over overseas, most people think uh, Americans are either from New York or you know Chicago, but right. they're actually uh, all these other states, you know, Oklahoma and Nebraska and uh, Ohio and whatnot. And um, it's the same with the Catholic Church. Most people think all Catholics are Roman Catholic, but right. there uh, the other there are 21 Catholic churches within the Catholic Church, and one of them is Roman Catholic, and the other 20 are Eastern Catholic. So I, I belong to. Uh, one of the Eastern Catholic churches, the Ukrainian Catholic Church, but the um, uh, yeah, so so I am married, and we have we have seven children, and uh, uh, I mean, what it looks like for me right now is uh, as, as a priest, I, I take care of my parishioners. It's kind of hard right now, but you know, with technology, that's made it possible, and you know, phone calls and whatnot, and uh, live streaming. But um, I, uh, I I help out with the Roman Catholic Diocese over at, at Jefferson Hospital, so. You know, they have, uh, you know, uh, patients there who are ill and they need, uh, you know, a priest to come and, and pray uh, over them, the uh, prayers of the sick, which you read about in, uh, in the Epistle of James. And um, so that's what we do is that, you know, the, the church is a field hospital. When people are sick, you know, this is where they go and uh, uh, they need prayer and intercession. And uh, that's what that's what the church is about, is to pray for us, especially when we're when we're ill. Um so, uh, so that's what I, I do uh, Monday to Friday. I'm over there helping out, and uh, um, yeah. Jason, we're, talking to, we're talking to Jason Sharon. Sorry to interrupt you, John. Jason Sharon, Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie. So, Jason, one of the things that I really love about you, and other other uh, pastors have joined us over the years, is that you are deeply intentional of always wearing your collar. So wherever you go out in public, of course, people see you, they know you, whether they you know have any faith at all, they recognize that you yourself are a man of faith. So especially in this day and age, as you walk among people, are strangers approaching you? What does that look like to be a person of faith identifiable in this day? Oh, yeah. Well, this is... Uh you know, this is this is very important. Is um, and and we hear about it. You know, in the gospel, when uh, they they reached out and they grabbed the fringe of Christ's garment. You know, which was uh, what what teachers wore, rabbis wore. You know, had, had that that fringe. Um, so it's important. I mean, uh, when you go out, you you need to see a you know a policeman in the public. He has an identifiable uniform on, and uh, I think the same is for is for priests. And uh, you know, we should. Uh, we exist not for our own good, but for the good of, of the sheep entrusted to us. So it's important to, to dress as a priest. And, um, you know, sometimes I hear, have people come up and I really need to go to confession. You know, it hasn't been for, it's been 40 years since I've been to confession. And um, today they, they saw me in a collar. And so uh, I have moments like that where I, uh, it's worth it, you know. And uh, um, uh, you know, lately, during the coronavirus, I've been standing out in front of my church on Washington Avenue with my stole on, hearing confessions and, uh, you know, keeping the social distance. But people drive by, and at first people didn't know what to make of, you know, seeing a priest in his cassock and stole out there. But now they, they honk and they wave, and uh, it's a bit of a distraction actually hearing confessions because people are, you know, honking and waving and whatnot. But they, they've been seeing me out there for a few weeks doing it. But it's an important reminder in the midst of this uh uh, you know, coronavirus that we're enduring, that the church is, is on the front lines and that we're here and uh, visible. Um, so it, it's, uh, yeah, I, I like, I love being a priest. I just love being a priest. I remember when I was uh, about 16 years old, uh, 15, 16, I was far, far away from the faith. And I remember one day I wanted just to go and go to confession or talk to a priest. And I didn't have the courage to knock on the door, but I went over and I walked around in the in the parking lot of the parish, you know, hoping that the priest would come out and talk with me. And, he, you know, he never did. He was probably busy. But so I try and make a point of uh, uh, being visible. 
Fabulous. Jason, can you talk about the uh, conversation that we're having in America and in the state of Pennsylvania about reopening, uh, what that might look like? Talk about the concerns you have as a priest uh, and how you look at that as far as church community relationship. Well, I think it's it's great. I think in, in nine months, we're going to have a lot of baptisms. It's going to be a great big baby boom. And, uh, and and then I think by the year 2033, we're going to witness the rise of the quarantines. Get it? Quarantines. Uh, but, um, you know, I think this is actually, um, this has been a blessing in disguise. It really has been. And the media likes to focus on a lot of the, the trying moments, and there have been trying moments. Don't let, Don't get me wrong. But, you know, people who haven't given much thought to the, the hereafter in these past six weeks or so, they've been giving a lot of thought to the hereafter. And uh, they've been praying, and the devil has tried to close all these churches. But you know what? Every house has been transformed into a church. So it's been a, a real moment of, of uh, conversion for a lot of people who haven't been living very close to the good Lord. So I think it's a good thing. I think... Uh, um, uh, people are going to come back, uh, hopefully, with a revived faith. I think everyone, myself included, um, I've taken my people for granted. Uh, you know, I'm going to see them on Sunday. I come out, and um, you know, and they they've perhaps taken for us Catholics. We have the the sacrament of the Eucharist at, at Divine Liturgy, and we take that for granted. You know, every Sunday I'll just mm-hmm. go on Sunday and I'll have Holy Communion, and all of a sudden one Sunday comes, the door is locked, and the priest doesn't have his sheep, his flock. And the flock doesn't have their food, you know, the Lord Jesus in the Eucharist. So it's um, communion's important for us, and hearing the Word of God together is important for us. And the lessons we get from a good sermon, you know, that's important to us. So I think we're going to um, really take community. For, um, uh, we're going to cherish it because, you know, that the social hour after church is very important as well. Mm-hmm. We call that the liturgy after the liturgy, where we praise God in community. And we haven't had that. You know, we don't have that. You can't do that in front of a screen. You need to sit down and see your brother and your sister face to face and, you know, hear their laughter and uh, shake their hand and whatnot. So uh, we've taken a lot of that for granted. It's going to, uh, I think we're going to be more appreciative. Jason Jerome. Hey, Jason, just a minute or so left. So you're doing regular hours outside of your church in Carnegie. Can you talk about that? Uh, Well, every... it varies from day to day, but um, definitely every Saturday at three o'clock, I'm I'm out there uh, in the parking lot hearing confessions. Very good. Well, Jason, stay safe. Congratulations on your brand new baby. You got your boy. Uh, all ten of you now uh, safe within your uh, your confines. Uh, the hope is next month when we meet, uh, we'll be out and free and uh, gather together at some point in the very near future. Thank you, Jason. Glory to God. Take care. Everybody. Jason Chiron, God bless you. Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. That's Jason Chiron. Take a break, come back. Oh, hey, we're going to talk about CAF, uh, sort of Gilligan's Island for school kids, right? Are the impacts of the pandemic causing you worry? The long-term effects of COVID-19 are unknown, but the short-term effects for the stock market have already included record single-day and single-week losses. How is this health scare affecting your retirement savings? Call Kirk Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group. Kurt and his team have managed market fluctuations before. Schedule a phone or video consultation to create a plan designed to help reduce the risk of your retirement savings. From the latest health scares and other market events that could impact your savings, you likely have 
questions. Don't wait. Call or text for a complimentary phone or video consultation, 412-515-0005. You don't know how the market is going to continue to react. You only know that you don't want your retirement savings to feel more effects from the pandemic or other volatile events. Get your retirement plan checkup today. Call Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group, 412-515-0005. Don't wait. Call or text 412-515-0005. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Got milk? We sure do. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. And boy, do we have milk. That 130 cow herd of ours just keeps on producing. They don't give one hoot about a world health pandemic going on. Come on out to the Springhouse in Washington County, Pennsylvania, for farm fresh milk that we pasteurize, homogenize, and bottle right here at the Springhouse when my brother Sam brings it over the hill from the milking barn. We share a lot about our homemade meals and baked goods, but cows are the heart and soul of our dairy farm and country store. To say thank you for your unwavering support during these uncertain times and to lend a helping hand to our customers. We are offering all three kinds of white milk at a huge discount, $2.95 a gallon, as long as we can keep up. Our family is so blessed by so many folks stopping by and thanking us for being open, and we are blessed to be open. Let us share a little bit of our farm with you, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Are you like most of us stuck at home these days? You know who else might be at home with you? Rodents. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. The last thing you want right now are rodents eating your stash of toilet paper or nibbling away at your bottles of hand sanitizer. But honestly, these are unwanted guests freeloading on your food and supplies while they risk spreading further disease in your home. Baits on old-fashioned traps only invites them in when you really should be trying to keep them out. So how do you keep them out? With Plug-In Pest-Free. Plug-In Pest-Free plugs into any electrical outlet to set up a no-go zone by utilizing the electrical wiring in your home, the most humane way of getting rid of your unwanted intruders. Now that's fair income. Look us up at gopestfree.com today. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. You hear all kind of weird stories about what's happened because Mm -hmm. of coronavirus. This is a really great story. A group of 25 Dutch high school students with very little sailing experience came home finally after an extended five-week journey. Now the they, children, were, they were at sea for five weeks? Yep. They were 14 to 17. They were watched over by 12 experienced crew members and three teachers were on an educational cruise of the Caribbean when the pandemic forced them to change their plans. They thought they were going to come home in mid-March. Um, being flexible, uh, having things change was the big lesson that they learned. They were originally supposed to fly from or go from the Netherlands to Cuba. Then once they hit Cuba, we're going to fly back home. But that didn't happen. They were not allowed to fly back home. So they stockpiled up on supplies in Cuba and warm clothes. They set sail for the northern Dutch port of Harlington. And this six-week journey of 7,000 miles on board the 60-meter schooner called the Wild Swan. 
And as they entered into the port yesterday, the students hung up a self-made banner saying bucket list with ticks in the boxes of Atlantic Ocean Crossing, Mid-Ocean Swim, and Surviving the Bermuda Triangle. That is so cool. Unbelievable. 14 to 17 years of age. The parents said, now these kids are going to be bored bored out of their mind because we've been in our homes all this time. They've been out roaming the world. Now they're going to go back and be like everybody else. What would it be like to be 15 years old and have already crossed the Atlantic twice? Yeah. Plus, with people who know what they were doing. That's so I'm sure they felt secure. What a oh great Oh, my journey. gosh. A 60 foot schooner that's not that big. No. I'm I mean it's a it's a I mean it's a big boat for being on the Allegheny River but it's not a big boat for crossing the Atlantic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess it must have been big enough they made it back safely, right? Wow. It's an amazing heck? story. Yeah, the Dutch students. All right, coming up next, we want to see what shoes you're wearing at home in quarantine. That's next, the 5 o'clock hour, the ride home. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune in, and on Radio.com, 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Businesses should close break rooms. Restaurants should consider disposable menus and plates. Schools should have students eat lunch in their classrooms. These are some of the recommendations offered in new federal plans designed to help restaurants, schools, churches, and businesses safely reopen as states look to gradually lift their coronavirus restrictions. The draft guidance from the CDC has been sent to Washington but could still be revised before the Trump administration. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says stay-at-home restrictions could be eased in mid-May for parts of that state where the coronavirus outbreak is less severe. Stocks closing higher on Wall Street and around the world as governments prepare to gradually lift restrictions they imposed on businesses to slow the sweep of the pandemic. The Dow gained 358 points today. The Nasdaq was up 95. This is SRN News. The coronavirus pandemic has caused a lot of chaos lately. But something good that's come from it all is that Americans are waking up to the fact that we make too many things overseas and are reliant on China and other nations for the products that we need most. Enough is enough. Authentically American is a veteran-owned, patriotic, made-in-USA apparel company. They produce the highest quality apparel you can find, and it's all American-made. While other companies are waiting for their supplies to come in from Asia, Authentically American is still going strong, putting our neighbors to work every day. They also give 10% of every purchase to charities that support our veterans and their families. Use code SALEMPITTSBURG to get 10% off your entire purchase. Don't spend one more dime on products made overseas. If every American spent an extra $3.33 on U.S.-made goods, it would create almost 10,000 new jobs in this country. Shop at AuthenticallyAmerican.us and use promo code SALEMPITTSBURG to take 10% off your entire purchase. That's promo code SALEMPITTSBURG. Where is yours made? Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. 
That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. You work hard to teach your children biblical values that will set them up for a great life, serving God and honoring Him in all that they do. But what happens when you drop them off at college and progressive professors seek to undo in one semester all of the Christian values you spent 18 years teaching them? What can you do to make sure your children don't become casualties of a culture gone crazy and make sure that they hold the values you taught them? For a limited time, you can watch No Safe Spaces, a film that raises awareness of how the many things we cherish today are at risk and what you can do to fight back. Go to nosafespaces.com and use the code SAVE25 to save 25%. That's nosafespaces.com, promo code SAVE25. Don't let the culture steal your children from you. Watch No Safe Spaces and learn how to fight back to protect your family. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a little rain, low 44. Tomorrow, cloudy with a passing shower or two, high 60. Cloudy tomorrow night with occasional rain, low 53. Wednesday, shower in the morning, followed by a shower in the afternoon, high 69. Cloudy Thursday with showers, high 62. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. April 27th, a Monday afternoon. I don't know. Hope you had a good weekend, whatever that is looking like in your place. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just weird. I think for a lot of people, it's kind of like an endless weekend, isn't it? Kath? We've decided in our household that we need to delineate weekends with certain specific behaviors that we only reserve for then, just because otherwise you end up in this strange primordial slog all the time. Okay, so what are you doing then just for the weekend? Well, remember, you know... For those of you who've listened to the show for a long time, you know that it was probably, t- it was, in fact, it was, it was two years ago at Easter that I decided to stop eating sugar. Mm-hmm. And that was very, very hard for me, but I did persevere anyway. So I've completely given that up in quarantine. No sugar. Wait, oh, I, you're eating sugar now? You're oh, eating yeah. sugar now? Oh, I'm back in. Are you though? Yeah. Now here's the thing. So what I'm doing is I am making dessert. I'm making something, a treat thing every weekend. Nice. Yeah, I am. What'd you have? Because uh, I made a um, chocolate mocha cake mm. this weekend, and it's the best thing I make. Isn't that good? It's so delicious. Okay, it's so, so delicious. when you so you went on like a long time without any sugar, almost two that, years. Two years without any yeah. sugar. Well, no, 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 not any sugar. I mean, no, you, I had you know, I had coke once in a while. Yeah, I had I'd have a, maybe a coke once a week. I didn't get like sugar-free yogurt or right, things. Right, I just okay. stopped. I stopped eating dessert. Mm-hmm. I stopped eating candy, like anything like that. That was like vacant sugar. 
Right. I didn't. But eat. when you eat like a piece of heavy duty chocolate cake like that, do you get all jittery and, you know, kind of funky? I never uh, noticed any difference what? Really? in any behavior, any like thought, shaky. any ability to concentrate. Really? Nothing about me changed Do-do-do. while I was off sugar or now that no I'm kidding. On it. Except mm. I'm a lot happier now. No, I'm kidding. Okay. But that's one of the things that we're just doing differently. Right, we're trying right. not to get carried away. I don't want to weigh 300 pounds when I exit quarantine, but, <laughs> but you do have to find a way to maintain sanity, John. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. So I if do. it's the weekend, you got to find a way to celebrate. Yeah. There are very few up. things we can do. So darn it, I'm making a cake. Very nice. Okay, That's good. So I it's did. chocolate cake weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, the yeah. other thing that we're doing is we're wearing different clothes. On the weekend? Yes. You're like a weekend wardrobe. So we have like work clothes yeah. that we wear during the week. Mm-hmm. But Saturday and Sunday, we're not wearing any of those. Good. So you can like wear your pajamas all day on Saturday yeah, and Sunday yeah. and we don't That's care. That's what I did. Okay. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which brings me... To the question of the day. Well, it's the second question today. The first one had to do with a buffet. We'll talk about that a little later. I would like to know about shoes. What do you mean? Well, we talked about the ruling or the recommendation from the Maryland police captain about telling people in his jurisdiction to please remember to wear pants when they went to the mailbox. (laughs) And he was tired of having to tell them again. Just find a warning is what he said. Yes. And so so I, I... I fear, I feel strongly that our listening audience has taken that to heart and is wearing pants. I hope so. Okay. I I do hope. However, the shoes is something that we really haven't delved into. And I think today might be a perfect day. It's a Monday. We're streaming live on Facebook, the ride home with Johnny Kathy. We're going to talk to Matt Michelotis in just a couple minutes about gentleness. Um, We're going to talk about, you know, crazy things that have gone on since we've been stuck at home. But what about the shoes? And John, I'm going to go to you first. Okay. My house shoes. Now, 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 now are, are your house shoes what you're wearing right now? Uh, right now, I just have a pair of socks on. I'm not okay, wearing so no just, shoes. just socks. Okay. But, right. but next to me are my – here's the deal. In the summertime, I'm not wearing house shoes. Mm. I'm mostly – and the people are going to have to get, up, get upset. Please save the emails. I'm mostly walking around barefoot. Okay. Right? I mean, it's summertime. In the wintertime, now I've talked about this in the past, and I've been roundly mocked for this. I have a pair of what I would call my winter booties <laughs> with a small B, <laughs> my winter booties. See, that's and a silly word. My booties. Booty. And over the years, I've, I've used the same brand of booties because <laughs> I love them so much. They're so comfortable and they're so warm. Mm-hmm. However, they do tend to wear out quickly. Mm-hmm. That's just sort of the side thing for it. Okay. But I love them. I'm really due for a new pair. And I've you? been sort of riding this pair thinking, I didn't think I was going to be wearing booties in April, but I'm wearing no. them to the end of April, it looks like, at least. Uh-huh. Okay, so in a normal day, are mm-hmm. you? If, if were I to surprise you at your home, would I find you in your booties? Yes, you would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Can I show them to you? Uh, wow, I would love to see them right now. Okay. Well, I'm telling you, they're really in poor shape. Here's a booty right there. There it is, Mike. That's all. What that looks like? Astronaut <laughs> wear. That's what I was. It doesn't say. matter. It's really, really warm and very comfortable. I like them a lot. That and looks really awful. It's not. Okay, and you don't. Listen, I'm, I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about the fashion styling. I'm just worried about really? the comfort. <laughs> I thought maybe for a minute you were. <laughs> I'm worried about the warmth. I just okay. want to have a warm foot mm-hmm. and a warm ankle. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. what I'm saying. Now yourself. Um, would you like to see what I'm? Please, okay, yeah, hold yeah. on. Wait. 
Oh, you have them on right now. Oh, yeah, you're sure. Well, I like how you like leaning out of camera. Yeah, I just have to. Okay. okay. It's a crock. Mm-hmm. It's a pink crock. Well, there's no comfort there. I mean, there's no warmth there or anything. Is your foot I warm? I don't need warmth. It's wintertime. No, you need I never. No, I never wear socks at home. Never. Never. You, at any, no. You go barefoot? No, I never time? go barefoot. I always wear a crock or something like it, but I never wear socks. Aren't your feet cold? Never. Really? I, I would get feet cold feet. Mm-mm. No. This is, this, this, is, this is my quarantine wear right here. I know. It's mm-hmm. also high fashion. I mean, but man, this seriously. is the stuff right here. Okay. Why would they put the name Crocs on the side of the because croc? Because it's cool. Everybody knows it's a croc and everybody knows it's not cool. But yeah. You, both, you of you, both of you wish that you had my size five That's the crocs. Worst. That is the worst. Do you have Thank your you. own crocs for like going out in public? Really? Um, I got to be honest with you, Mike. I try not to wear crocs out in public. Because it's not cool. I mean, it's not really cool. I have croc flip-flops that I wear in public all summer long. Okay, yeah. But I usually don't wear the standard croc. Uh, in public, I'm unless happy. I'm unless I'm going to an airport for a long international flight, right. in which case I'm always wearing them. Seriously, the Crocs make my baffin. I mean, those Crocs no, are no, bad stuff. No, 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 no. My Croc, my Croc is Anna Wintour Vogue fashion compared to that silly navy thing you're holding in your hand. Just me. That's one small step for a man, <laughs> one giant leap for mankind. <laughs> That's terrible what's That's happening good. in quarantine. It it's just is. Anyway, <laughs> we'd love to hear from you. Now, listen, we're streaming right this minute on Facebook, and I'm pointing to my iPad where the stream is going on. Mm-hmm. And we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook at 101.5 Word FM or The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy. And now is the time for photos. Friends, oh. we want to see what you're wearing on your feet in quarantine at this moment. Now we've already taken photos. Yes, of our I will feet, post them. Right, we put them up. We're going to put them up on Facebook. Okay. Yes, I and put, I've included about, my dog. I just put the. Should I put them on the stream? Yeah, why not? Yeah, mm-hmm. put them up there and okay. uh, let people see what we've got. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I also know. I have a photograph of uh, Mike's house shoes. Yes, Mike's. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Mike's house shoes. Oh, I have a photo of them. Now, really? Mike's not wearing them because Mike's actually at work. No. Oh, right. Okay. He's in the Word FM studios making is, sure that yeah, this yeah. all works. Uh, Mike, do you have any comment on your uh, home shoes? Yes, I, I have um, these wonderful Eddie Bauer. Um, I don't know if you can see him on camera or not. You kind of can with the glare. But So my wife had a pair of these, and mm-hmm. I wore hers around the house like crazy. And I wore, you wore her. You wore her slippers yeah, around the house. Yeah, I wore her slippers around the house because they're oh, so yeah, just, just so comfy. And mm-hmm. she finally, she finally got me my own pair for Christmas. Thank goodness, because she and was like, "Get yeah. off of my shoes!" Right. Yeah, She's man. tired of it. Stinky feet, simple man. Yeah. Seriously, but I, I, right. I wear these everywhere. I'm okay, not- if I'm not if I'm not able to add them to the stream, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do that. I will post them at uh, 101.5 Word FM in the ride home with John and Kathy, so that we can get this stream going. We can Very get good. this because we want your photographs right now. So find us on Facebook, please. Right. Would you? I would hope that by the end of this month, we're done with these things because w- winter still feels like it's hanging on. So please, let's get rid of our shoes and go back to like what it is to be like free, free and un- exactly. I'd be okay well, listen, with coming wearing, up. I'd what'd you a, say? I'd be okay with wearing Crocs all day, though. Thank you, thank you. It's a wonderful way to live. It really is. You need Pink to stretch and it says out Crocs the- on the side. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because it's just cooler that way. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Coming up next, Matt Michelotis is going to be with us. The gentle approach to living in these times. And I'm going to ask him what he's wearing on his feet right mm. now. That's the next bit of the Ride Home with John and Kathy.
101.5 WORD. At home, at work, or when home is work. We're here with the information, teaching, conversation, music, inspiration, and hope you need right now. Use your smart speaker to connect to Pittsburgh Station sharing the word that changes the world. Okay. Find us at The Word Pittsburgh, 101.5 WORD. This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to GHLF.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit GHLF.org today. This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to GHLF.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit GHLF.org. Today. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. Hey, this is Laura Story. Are you ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular week-long Alaska cruise? After you prepare your heart with worship led by Michael O'Brien and myself, Alistair Begg will be sharing from God's Word, and together we will renew our vision, purpose, and connection with Christ. We'll let Scripture steer our hearts as we explore God's eternal truths together. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash alaska. Matt Nicolatis is with us. Matt's a speaker, a blogger, author of numerous books, including Good News for a Change, a book about Christians and how to talk about your faith without being kind of, you know, funky. Uh, Sky Lantern is a spiritual memoir and the most recent, The Crescent Stone, which is a fantasy novel. Matt has written for any number of publications, Today.com, Time Magazine, Relevant Magazine, Nature, Daily Science Fiction. Um, he, writ- he wrote a piece that Calf picked up about gentleness and in these really harsh and rough times that we're mm-hmm. living in, whether it's online and social media or just at home where we're face to face and in close quarters, uh, gentleness in some ways often is to be a currency that is in short supply. Mm-hmm. So we're really happy, Matt, that you're with us today to talk essentially about gentleness. Thanks for coming along today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. 
All right, Matt. So the very beginning of your article details the militaristic way that we have talked about this virus. Now, before I read your piece, I hadn't really thought about that, but we have used terms like we're fighting a battle, we're waging a war, we're attacking an unseen enemy. So with that language, I mean, is that a bad thing? Because that is kind of what we're doing, yeah? I don't know if it's bad, but necessarily, because I think that's true. And we're trying to help ourselves understand that we're in a time of life that is drastically different than six months ago. So in that sense, it's helpful to get people on board. I think what it does do is it pushes us into a place that we're looking for conflict rather than the opposite. And I don't know that that's the most helpful thing, especially when we're trapped in our homes, many of us. Right. So, Matt, you you start out talking about your piece, and I think everybody who's been to the grocery store has felt this. I mean, usually, you know, the grocery store, some people are benign about the experience. Some people love it. But now going into a grocery store is fraught with all sorts of weird emotion. And and I I did not know this, and I'm glad you brought this up, but apparently there has been a, a shortage of Cheetos. That would make me be ungentle towards my neighbor if I saw that I was out of Cheetos. It's true. The grocery store has really altered. I I walked in uh, yesterday and saw an aisle full of toilet paper and literally took a picture to put on Twitter because I was so excited. Uh, That has never happened before. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So, but the the grocery store experience, which we've all had, um, comes fraught with a lot of angst now. And especially Mm -hmm. at the beginning of this, Matt, people were super scared. Um, and so there was a lot of hoarding of stuff, whether it's, you know, meat products or paper products or whatever it is. And you're saying this is an instance that gentleness would be a more appropriate response. Now, let's break that down a little bit. Um, gentle doesn't seem to be a thing that would apply to how you go grocery shopping. Okay, yes. So I, I think we have to stop and think about what gentleness is first. So my my favorite way of thinking of it is when you have a toddler, let's say, and you hand them anything of value, uh, whether it's a a family heirloom or let's say a living organism like a frog or a kitten or something, Mm -hmm. uh, always you're going to say to them, be gentle. And what you're saying is this is something that can be broken with the strength that you have. So I want you to use your strength carefully. So gentleness is about being aware of your strength, your power, your privileges, your abilities, and being aware of the fragility of the things and people around you. So let's say I have 12 rolls of toilet paper at home and there's, there's a shortage and I see that there's six more on the shelf. I don't need them, uh, but I might think, well, what if I do? So part of gentleness is to say, well, it's my right to buy that if I want to. That's okay. Uh, but am I possibly harming someone that's in a worse off place than I am? And just taking that into account, it doesn't mean it's wrong to buy the toilet paper. It just means you need to be thinking about how your strength affects and, and possibly mm-hmm. damages the people around you. Right. Okay. Now, J- what I love, Matt, is that you brought up this. You, you say uh, in any situation, you tend to think, how much power do I have here? And I love that so much. So, yeah, so whether it's the power of a coworker, the power of a father, the power of a radio host, everyone possesses some nature of power in a situation. So if we think that in terms of gentleness and power together, um, that conversation in our own mind before we go out socially or even talk to our spouses or children will, will help sort of set the tone for what's about to experience. 
Yeah, and I think being aware, oftentimes we're not aware of the amount of power and strength we have. We tend to downplay that, mm-hmm. and then we're not aware of the fragility of the people around us either. Mm-hmm. And I think for many of us, this social distancing time has made us realize our own emotional fragility just because, yeah, we have to wear Crocs all day, right? Uh, that that changes the way that we feel emotionally, mm-hmm. can make us more sensitive about certain things. So, uh, and family is a great example where my family, for instance, my two teenage daughters have returned home, which we're really thankful for. My 10 year old has lost her fifth grade year. Uh, my wife and I, some of the things we do to like cope with stress, we can't do as far as exercise and different things like that in the same way we did before. And so it's creating greater sensitivity in our family structure. So we have to be more careful in the way we're speaking to each other, kinder and gentler in the midst of that. Yeah. We're talking to Matt Michelotis, speaker, blogger, author of Good News for a Change, and the most recent, The Crescent Stone, which we'll talk about before he leaves us. Um, Matt, I want to talk about a sensitive uh, subject that really gets people going, and that's the labeling of this virus as the Chinese virus. Now, I mean, I can't tell you how many Facebook, Twitter posts I've seen about this. And, um, and so it's not really about what we're going to call it, but I think that you accurately describe what's at the root of it, which is that we want to have the right to call it what we want to call it. Can you talk about that? Yes. Yeah, I think something really important here, obviously this question has been politicized on various sides. So we, we gain a sensitivity there. Uh, And then I think talking to my Asian American friends, many of them have received real uh, side effects of those who have called it something like the Chinese virus or the Wuhan virus. So so gentleness is to say this. Uh, I have the right and the power and the ability to call it whatever I like, particularly here in the United States. it, Mm -hmm. It is my right. It's freedom of speech. So the question is, let's say there's nothing wrong with it. It's not, it's not racist. It's not offensive. Nothing like that. But let's just imagine that for some people, it's creating harm. And then the question becomes, I have this right. I have this strength. I have this privilege. I don't have to use those things. Uh, if it's your right, you can exercise it or not exercise it. And would it not possibly be better if I could make a small adjustment in the way I speak to change for the better the situation of my Asian American friends and family? Mm. See, I think the way you put it is really helpful because it's not that you're trying to tell somebody you don't have the right to say that. You're saying you actually do have the right to say that, but you also have the choice to determine whether it's the wise, gentle thing to do now. That's right. And there are so many rights we have, and this is true in our daily life. I I, I think it's more stark right now for us is that we have the right to do and say so many things that we're putting on hold right now for the health of people around us. Uh, And that's actually a beautiful thing. And as believers in Jesus, that's a way that we're showing grace and kindness and love to our neighbors and to our families and to our friends and our coworkers. And that's actually a beautiful opportunity to say, I don't have to exercise all my rights if it means you're going to be better off. Right. So I appreciate how you've said that gentleness is power in reserve. Right. Right. 
Yeah, and Nicolaitis is yeah, yeah. So, so the meaning of that—I didn't mean to interrupt you, Matt—but the meaning in that is that it's not that you're relinquishing your power; it's you're rec- you're recognizing how much of it you have. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. And and again, I do think that so often we think we have less power than we do. So, so my kids, for instance, in the midst of kind of you know, there's some trauma involved in your entire life being upended which we're not as bad off as many others. None of our immediate family have been sick or anything like that. But I have to remember that as their father, something that's my right to say, something that's true even, could be hurtful in a way I don't intend it to be because of their sensitivity. So gentleness is just me being more aware of that and being more certain when I'm speaking, when I'm saying things, that I'm, I'm aware of my strength there. And I'm aware of their fragility. All right. So, Matt, I mean, I love this conversation because, I mean, awareness is key, I think, for a a really happy, generous life. But I think for a lot of people, and you talk about this in your piece, A Gentle Response to COVID-19, is that for the most part, a lot of people cannot be gentle with themselves. Can you talk Mm. about that? Because, I mean, that's a difficult lesson for a lot of people to engage with. This is hard for me, to be honest. I think uh, part of the idea here is that we can be really quick to judge ourselves and the way that we're doing things well and poorly. And sometimes we're harder on ourselves than we are uh, on the people around us, even, depending on your personality type and who you are. So there is something here. So, for instance, I'm seeing a lot of uh, parents online saying, uh, I feel really under the pile because I see these other parents that are amazing homeschoolers and my kids are learning like my daughter, my 10 year old is learning history by watching national treasure with Nick cage. Uh, and and you can feel bad about that. Right. But then you need to go, okay, we're in a really extreme time and we're going through a lot of things and it's okay. It's okay to say, this isn't going to change where my daughter goes to college probably, you know, and let's just, let's be gentle with ourselves and realize that that sort of comparison game is not necessary and it's not, it's not healthy or good for me. So and I think there's a lot of things like that. It's okay if your kid's getting more time watching television than maybe as usual. Um, or if you need some, you know, I'm seeing people celebrating, I took a shower today. And I think that's good. That's gentleness. That's saying, actually, that is achieving something when you're in an emotionally difficult place. Yes. To say that I yes. got up and got ready for the day, that should be celebrated. Good job. Well done, right. you. Yeah. Okay, so that, but what's the fine line here, Matt? Because, you know, you do, we, we talked, uh, Kath and I have talked about this, and I'm sure you've talked about it as well, about coddling, right? I mean, the idea of that we go to the extreme where, you know, things get babied. Uh, and, of course, you don't want that for yourself or for those you love either, but you, you want to be gentle. So there's got to be some balance here. Well, and I think part of that does come down again to this awareness of what our power is, because there is a place where if you're aware of your power and not exercising it, that also can be damaging to people. Uh, And there's also the reality, even a step beyond coddling, if you've reached a place of actual depression, or maybe you need some sort of help, whether from uh, a pastor, your religious community, a mental health professional, like that's something you're going to want to be aware of, too. So I, I think it is complicated for sure. 
Uh, and we need to, ironically, one of the most helpful things right now is to be connected into community somehow, uh, whether that's in your home or some sort of internet connection, or for those who are working, uh, you know, with people in your workplace. Mm-hmm. Matt McLaudis is with us. He's an author of a terrific book called Sky Lantern, and his newest book is called The Crescent Stone. Um, Matt, before you leave us, uh, two questions for you. One, let's just break down a little bit the uh, conversation that's going on in social media about whether to open up, uh, go back to work, go back to school, gather again in public. Uh, it just seems like if, if we thought the original language was militaristic at the start of this thing, now it has just amped up. People are so mean. People are disparaging every public official, every person in an authority position. They're making, you know, they're saying, well, that doctor over there is stupid. You know, that public official doesn't know what he's doing. You know, it's just one horrible comment after another. Uh, talk about, like, is there a, even a place for gentleness here? Yeah, I think part of what's happening, right, is there's a lot of fear. There's people who are afraid of being sick or afraid of loved ones being sick or dying. And there's people who are facing the very real situation of not having any money and facing uh, a serious, serious issues from that. And probably people literally dying from that as well. And so we're not, uh, we're not engaging with each other in a way that we're hearing each other. We're engaging with the emotion of our fear. And the number one command in scripture is do not be afraid. So I think one of the things we need to learn how to do and, and that Christians should be leading the charge on is that we don't need to be afraid in this conversation. We need to be wise. We need to be kind and gentle and loving. We need to listen what experts are saying. We need to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying, but we don't need to be afraid in the midst of this. And I think that's where the rancor, the anger, the name calling, that almost all comes from fear, uh, mm-hmm. protecting yourself instead of protecting each other. Very good. Mel, tell, Matt, tell us about the Crescent Stone. The Crescent Stone is a young adult fantasy novel that I wrote. It's kind of in conversation with J.R.R. Tolkien or C.S. Lewis. It's about a young woman who has a breathing disease. She can't breathe. And some, uh, some, a magical creature comes and says if she'll come to their, to their world, their Narnia, that they'll heal her if she'll fight these bad guys for a year. But she gets there and discovers that maybe the people she made the deal with are the bad guys. So she mm-hmm. has to figure out, is, is her health more important than doing the right thing? And it puts us, I mean... Honestly, I wrote it several years ago, but it, uh, it has some similar themes to what we're walking through right now as a culture. No kidding. Yes. No kidding. All right. Okay. First of all, it's been a pleasure to talk with you, Matt. Thank you. Um, but, but, but importantly, we need to know what shoes you're wearing right now. Before you came on the air, this is where we were deep in conversation. So please tell I know, us. I um, I, uh, we're a no-shoe household. So in the house, I'm just wearing socks. I don't have slippers or anything, Uh, and I'm usually barefoot, but I was a little cold this morning, so I put on socks. Mm -hmm. So no no house shoes, no none of these, like, booty things that John's wearing? Booties. No, 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 definitely nothing like John's wearing those. I did think those looked somewhat like moon boots of some sort. No, they're ridiculous. Um, There's no question about it. But, you know, my pink pink Crocs are available in a manly color. Extra planetary work. (laughs) Listen, YouTube, pipe down, be gentle. Okay. (laughs) Oh, that's fair. Didn't mean to hurt your feelings, Sean. Sorry. (laughs) 
That's Matt, Matt Michelotis. He's an author, a speaker, and a blogger. It has been a pleasure. His books are The Sky Lantern, Good News for a Change, a whole bunch of uh, My Imaginary Jesus, which I love. The newest one, The Crescent Stone. Check it out. We'll be right back on today's Ride Home. Are the impacts of the pandemic causing you worry? The long-term effects of COVID-19 are unknown, but the short-term effects for the stock market have already included record single-day and single-week losses. How is this health scare affecting your retirement savings? Call Kirk and Odick at Accurate Solutions Group. Kurt and his team have managed market fluctuations before. Schedule a phone or video consultation to create a plan designed to help reduce the risk of your retirement savings. From the latest health scares and other market events that could impact your savings, you likely have questions. Don't wait. Call or text for a complimentary phone or video consultation, 412-515-0005. You don't know how the market is going to continue to react. You only know that you don't want your retirement savings to feel more effects from the pandemic or other volatile events. Get your retirement plan checkup today. Call Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group, 412-515-0005. Don't wait. Call or text 412-515-0005. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Why should young people care about the spread of Corona? Well, we know that people with underlying medical conditions over the age of 60 are at highest risk, but they've got to get it from somebody. So we're asking everyone to be selfless for others so that we can protect those who are most susceptible. Not going to bars, not going to restaurants. It all just means physical separation so that you have a space between you and others. For more information on how you can social distance, please go to coronavirus.gov. If you have a child, no matter what the age, unless you've homeschooled in the past, chances are your child right now is involved in some form of online learning. Well, here's the deal. Successful learning takes more than two computers. Both of Kath and I's kids go to Grove City College. And so we see firsthand the nature of what quality online education is in these strange times. Not the best way to go about learning, but making the best of an odd situation. That's Grove City College. Kath? I think one of the things that I've been so impressed by and thankful for, John, is the fact that the personalized approach and the personal relationships were already in place before all of this hit. So it wasn't like the professors had to you know, figure out who the students were and boy, I got to make sure that I can come up with some kind of like interpersonal approach to them. No, that was already happening. And so when that's, you know, when they have history in that regard and then something like this emergency hits and they have to move to a different mode, it's awkward. It's weird. It takes a lot of adjustment, but really the relationship is already present. One day soon, hopefully this will all be over and kids will be back in school. We would encourage you to check out online Grove City College, its beautiful campus, but even more so a Christ-centered education from men and women who love to teach, love to learn. Look online, grovecitycollegegcc.edu. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com. The Word FM mobile app by heart. Tune in and at radio.com. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a little rain, low 44. Tomorrow, cloudy with a passing shower or two, high 60. Cloudy tomorrow night with occasional rain, low 53. Wednesday, a shower in the morning, followed by a shower in the afternoon, high 69. Cloudy Thursday with showers, high 62. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May.
desperate to see photos of your shoes. We want to know what house footwear you are wearing in quarantine. And, uh, but all sorts of people are having trouble posting because apparently, and I didn't know this, you can't post photos to a, a stream. So I, we've got all these people watching the stream and trying to post. We can't post their it. pitiful shoe photos. Right. You can't. So anyway, we so if you want to, if you want to post the pics of your shoes and we sure want you to go to the ride home with John and Kathy on Facebook, look for the uh, prompt there and you can just mm-hmm. post away. How, how about that? Oh yeah. Uh, about, and like, and like, and share the stream for crying oh, yeah, out loud. Do. I mean, that's yeah. what we want. How about Matt, uh, our last guest living in a shoe, shoe free home. What the heck? Now here's the thing. Now Matt's, Matt's actually been in my home. And I, I'm not a shoe-free home. In fact, I wear shoes all the time. If I get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, I put shoes on. What? So I didn't realize that our, our life philosophies were colliding in such a yeah, spectacular yeah. way. He must have just been thrilled walking in with his shoes in your house. Like he, Maybe he took right. his shoes off and I didn't even notice. I don't, I don't even, know. I don't yeah, remember. Could be, yeah. hmm. Anyway. But when in Rome, do as the Romans. Of course you do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, uh, this, past, uh, <laughs> this past pandemic is what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, during this weird time, Kath and I have committed to uh, reading scripture daily, reading scripture out loud here live on the air daily is what I should say. Uh, there's some power there, of course. And uh, we would encourage you yourself to, to, to sit around the dinner table, wherever you are with your family, even if you're alone, to sit and read the Bible and to read the word of God out loud. There's just something that's so beautiful yes. to hear that in open space. So yep. as we do that, this is our, our moment here to, uh, to read God's word. Yeah. So we're just reflecting on what we talked about with Matt and gentleness. And so we turn to Ephesians chapter four. John, you want to start us out? Sure. Paul writes, uh, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. That's Ephesians 4, 1 through 6 and 29 through 32. How necessary is that, John? Would oh I could live that every single moment of my life. We are harsh with each other. Yes. We are particularly harsh with each other online. Mm-hmm. And it grieves my heart to see what people write on Twitter, on Facebook, on whatever. It's just, we have to make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit and to be completely humble and gentle and patient, yep. bearing with one another in love. We're going to step away for a few minutes. Um, when we come back. What are the things, have you noticed anything that you used to do all the time, but now in this strange pandemic era has kind of faded away? We'll talk about that next. Stick around. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. 
101.5 WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. With all we know about war and all that we understand about it because of our militaristic approach to peace in the world, there's not anything that we can say that would compare to the war that is coming someday. The war that will end all wars. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, The Handwriting on the Wall, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. You're about to hear a commercial for a very unique mortgage team that has a very specific advantage that could save your family monthly and lifelong money. Two things you should know. One, we were started by a dad and his son and his wife and his sister-in-law, and we've grown to be a faith-focused mortgage team that's helping families across the U.S. We're faith and family at our core, and we don't hide it. Two, we've still stayed fairly small, on purpose. We're only about a couple dozen people, a makeup that we believe lets us truly know every person that calls. But we also have a big advantage. Our company is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, a reality that often allows us to get you a better rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing. And Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Yesterday, um, of course, the weekend, so we're taking advantage of the time and um, we started a, a, like a, a long, it wasn't a Zoom call, it was just um, uh, a text a text thread okay. uh, with a group of friends and family. Mm-hmm. And it went on for a couple of hours. And you know how that is. I mean, if you do this, you step away for a little bit, sometimes you re-engage. And, you mm-hmm. know, it's interesting. I, I, I enjoy it always. But uh, towards the very end of the, um, the exchange, uh, someone uh, wrote this. Uh, and she said, um, I, I have to share this. I just had a big laugh with myself between being alone or not wearing a mask. I never put lipstick on, which I've done my entire life. It was always in my pocket, in my apron or my suit at work. 
I always put it on. Not anymore. But we're having a happy hour at 7 o'clock, and so I thought I'd put some on. And when I did, it made me really laugh, remembering how it was. Have a good night. So that's just a little thing, right? Lipstick, it's no big deal. But it made us start to think about the things that we naturally did as a regular part of our day, as a regular part of normal life of doing whatever you do with your kids or whatever you do with yourself or getting up and going to work or make it whatever. And how many of those things have just been changed and altered so quickly that we've just completely forgotten things that we used to do every single day all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, look, for a lot of women, lipstick's an automatic, right? Heck yeah, right. I mean, it's it's just part of life. Right, and if you're not doing that, that means you're sick. That's the only reason why you wouldn't like, you know. Yeah, put it on. Different, Obviously, different women are going to look at that differently. Sure. But. But it, that's the way it's always been for me. Like if you if you're up and you're doing your thing, then you got yourself put together, top to bottom. Yeah, yeah, you that's got yourself put together, right? Right for the world. Right, exactly. So now there are some people who aren't going out of their house, who've been sheltered in place, some of them alone, and so maybe like your friend, they're thinking, well, I don't probably need to put my lipstick on since no one's going to see me, and then it turns into seven weeks, and she's never even thought about it. Right. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Now, lipstick is not your thing, thank goodness. But no. are there other things that have just passed by the wayside that you've kind of, un- until we had this conversation, you totally forgot about? Well, I mean, the first thing I thought about, which is the most obvious thing is, you know, we're in public. I mean, I'm always out. I mean, every day I take a shower, every day. Mm. Now, over the, I went one, one stretch, I didn't take a shower for four days. Mike, he didn't take a shower for four days. Four days. Heck, it's a good thing we're sheltering in different places. Seriously. Which, and I was kind of like, oh, I guess I'm a little ripe here, right? You know, right? I mean, that's just a basic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, how you look or, or not, you know, I mean, I'll do like a little bird bath. Oh, look, look, there we go. Hey, I'm good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that's again, that's like sort of like self care 101. Um, I, I've recognized this in myself. When I've, whenever the, the rare times that I've been out in public, and I haven't been out hardly at all, I went out over on Saturday because I had to go to the auto parts store. I find it hard, and I don't know what this is. And, and I, I, I used to do, the, I mean, I do this all the time. I find it hard to make eye contact with people. Oh. That there's a fear factor in mm-hmm. me, and I don't even know what that means. I and I would that. think I'd be That's the opposite. Horrible. I think I'd be hungry yeah. to make yeah, eye yeah, contact. Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. I become, you know, like I'll put a hat on and put it down and just kind of go about my business, get what I need, and then go home. Yeah. Which is kind of dark and odd. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know what that means, but it, like, a, there's a little fear thing built into me, and I don't want to buy into that. Right. Of course not. Of course not. Huh. Okay, so the thing you've forgotten is just being free and easy, and yeah, making yeah. eye contact. I'm like, okay. inst- I become the opposite. I'm, I'm, you know, tight and protective. Okay. How about you? Okay. Well, I'm gonna come down to something very basic, but <laughs> I totally forgot about belts. Belts. 
<laughs> you guys, I have I wear a belt every single day of my life yeah, yeah. when I go to work, right? I haven't worn one belt since this whole thing started. Not one. That's pretty basic. I I mean, that was like just like you you know, I put my wedding ring on, I put my belt yeah. on, right? Not yeah. anymore. It's like I'm living a whole belt-free lifestyle. No belt, no, no belt. lipstick, no you're belt. out of control. No belt. Here's yeah. another thing that is really weird. And I had not thought of this until we were having this conversation, in our pre-show meeting today is I haven't used my water bottle. Now oh. you guys know I am never without my water bottle when yeah. I'm out, right? I always, always, always have it. I haven't used it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I have not, I can't believe that. I haven't used a water bottle in weeks. Hmm weeks just some weird little thing because i can just you know get my drink of whatever and it's no yeah, big deal yeah. but i i mean think the thought of being of of being without a water bottle for a six-week time period i think i was in prison or something see now that's interesting because i was just thinking about that because if you're totally what if you were in a complete and total lockdown if you were isolated from the world you know like people who spend decades in a prison system sure I mean, you would forget, I mean, of course there's social structures even in prison, but you would forget how to interact you would. with the world, with exactly. the real world. Yeah. Listen, I, I told you, I, I was joking about this, but it's real. Last Saturday when I went out to get pizza, I stopped. I was in my kitchen. I was getting ready to go down to, into the basement because that's how I exit my house. And I thought, now wait, how do I buy things? <laughs> how do i buy things like i hadn't used my wallet yeah in for in weeks you know i could, anyway i can imagine if you're out of the mainstream you're just listen mm-hmm. we're gonna re-enter society whenever that is we're gonna be beltless our hair is gonna be a mess we're probably all gonna be overweight and you're not gonna look anybody in the eye <laughs> that sounds awful good. that sounds really really bad we have to sort of like do citizenship classes 101 on how to re-engage again. I don't know. Okay. We need to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to ask Mike. Mike, I didn't get a chance to ask you about what you've left behind. But also, uh, good news, a man won't have to pay $500,000 for his wager on rock, paper, scissors. Mm-hmm. Mike's pants just came down. Put that belt on, dude, please. Are you tired of some of the movies that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with family and watch something that affirms your values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, a film that reveals how freedom of speech is being threatened and how some are even attacked for their Christian beliefs right here in America. Freedom of speech is important for the spread of the gospel. Truth flourishes where it's allowed to be heard. But your speech and beliefs are under attack now more than ever. People have been accused of hate speech for simply speaking about the gospel. And some politicians have threatened to permanently shut down churches because of the pandemic. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Go to nosafespaces.com today. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. Ever since I was a small child, I've always loved the United States of America. One thing I love is seeing how Americans come together and help each other in times of crisis. It truly is unique. As we have learned even more so of good hygiene these past few weeks, it is important to know another threat that has been around us since forever, rodents. 
Rodents carry many diseases with them we do not want around us or in our homes. You can learn about all the diseases rodents carry online with just a few clicks. One of the best and most humane ways to keep them out of your home is with Plug-in Pest-Free. Plug-in Pest-Free sets up a no-go zone in your home utilising the active electrical wiring. Now that's fair dinkum. Look us up at gopestfree.com today. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Today's forecast calls for clear skies, slight winds coming out of the northeast, and customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Pandemic, market drops, elections. Don't let the noise and fear distract you. Where do you go for clarity in uncertain times? For experienced advice on planning for retirement, tune in right here Saturday morning at 10 for your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane. Or call Accurate Solutions Group now for help navigating these unprecedented times. 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. Who is most at risk for coronavirus? People over 65. People with underlying medical conditions like heart disease, chronic lung disease, asthma, diabetes, people undergoing cancer treatment, and people with weakened immune systems. What should you do if you or a loved one is at higher risk? Avoid close contact with people. Avoid crowds. Stay home if you can. Wash your hands frequently. Learn more ways to protect yourself and others at coronavirus.gov. All right, Mike, we didn't talk to you about uh, what you're missing. What are you doing? Two Sundays ago, um, I, I woke up and I started getting ready for church. And yeah, did you really wait? Wait, just because it was force of habit? Yeah, just force of habit. I was so Monday morning. I'm just so used to that, you know. Um, and in the middle of me getting ready, I'm like, "What the heck am I doing?" <laughs> so I walked out. So- I walked out into the living room, and my my wife's looking at me like, "Oh, you're all dressed up." She was sitting there in front of the computer, <laughs> like in her pajamas and. And I'm like in like my nice church clothes, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I I'm just not. I, I it totally threw me off. I'm just. Yeah. I almost did it again this last Sunday. So you're the essence of all dressed up and nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's sad yeah. for you, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, it is bad. Yeah. We are interested in seeing your footwear today, and uh, <laughs> if you'd like to share, no, listen, no, listen. People are wearing crazy things at home. Yeah. John's wearing these silly, like, astronaut booties. I don't even know what the heck. They're fabulous. Okay? But we'd love to see what you're wearing. So if you find us at the Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, look for the post, and you can, like, show who, your... Who had those flower boots? What were they called? Uh, wellies. Wellies. Uh, wellies. Mm-hmm. That's Debbie wellies. who has those. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. Those are yeah, awesome. Nice. Yeah. Right. Somebody's wearing Jesus shoes. That's super cool, too. <laughs> you mean yeah. you mean Burks? Oh, uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what you call Burks, Jesus? That's no, so what they said. My Jesus shoes. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. All right. I like it. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, in our house uh, with boys, we regularly, to settle disputes or just have fun, mm-hmm. would play rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Have you done this, Kath? Uh, I mean, paper, I, I mean I, I'm familiar with the game. Yeah. It's not something that was ever a part of our family life. Oh, man. Uh, that, I, I mean, it changed, it changed the, the, the nature. Anyway, mm-hmm. I saw an article about two guys in, in Canada, and this went to court because somehow these two coconuts were betting on rock, paper, scissor, so much so that one guy lost to the other guy to the tune of $500,000. 
$500,000. So the loser went out and remortgaged his house. And then he thought, wait a second, I don't want to pay $500,000. So it went to court. The Canadian court ruled last week that the guy doesn't have to pay the $500,000. There's no skill involved in rock, paper, scissor. Right. And that requires the, the vetting thing in Canada to sort of take hold. So they let it go. You know why he doesn't have to pay that? Because hmm. that's so stupid. Look, guys will bet on anything. I mean, what the heck? Right? Rock, paper, scissors, $500,000. You lose, you pay. It's a name. That it is, is a name. absolutely a name. But, geez, a relief for him. So, yay. Have a great night, Pittsburgh. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.